clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. Here he goes. He'll be chased and he is caught. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. Welcome in to Simultaneous Catch. My name is Adam Jeffrey Rossi. My name is Adam Jeffrey Rossi. No way. When did that happen? I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. I'm Adam Starr. Anyways, football is around the the corner, gang. Welcome to the show, guys. We're a little rusty because this is our first uh, preview of week one. This is awesome. This is... I can't believe that it's actually like days away 48 hours when you watch 48 it's uh like 40 50 hours adam all right well you did say a couple episodes that this was going to be the year that you were going to be meaner to me and we're off to a great start so (laughs) i just really care about punctuality and time so don't appreciate that Anyway, this is our season preview show, guys. We're very excited. We did all of our divisional breakdown previews, so this is our sorry season prediction show. Uh, we've got all of your your favorite hits, rant, rave, recall, news and notes, predictions, and we've got pals picks coming up, fantasy corner, prop table, tidbits. It's all here. We're very very excited for it. Do you have a rant, rave, recall, my friend? Hey, you're ugly. No, thank, my thank, recall thanks. is that was too far, and I apologize. Maybe this being mean thing isn't going to work this year. I don't know. So that is my <laughs> recall. You are not, not ugly. Uh, no, but getting on a serious note, I, I do have a rant. So I'm not going to go too crazy. I know sometimes I drag on my rants for, for a few minutes, but I'm just going to rant there is a story again floating around the internet about Tom Brady still complaining about the number change rule and that just <laughs> bugs me it's like Tom Brady you're like 45 years old you've been in the league longer than some of the rookie players coming in to this this uh the league this year you're smart enough to be able to know who is coming from where and whatnot. And I get it. It's going to make it a little more challenging. It is. I couldn't do it. I, I, I'm okay with admitting that. But so the offense has to work a little bit harder. The, the, there have been rules that have been changed uh, in favor of the offense for so many years now that, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. So, Tom, just settle down. But on the I, other side, I will say that he did come out and talk about uh, 
the game being too swayed. This is so funny because now that I'm thinking about it, it's like totally contradicting because he was like, there's too many rules protecting the offense and like it's it's hard on defensive players. And I was like, I really respected what he said. Uh, it was kind of like in a sit down thing with some wide receivers. I don't know if you've seen that video. I'm totally quoting not. it quoting it totally poorly but he he said some cool things and then he went and said that which yeah. is totally contradictory so what the heck i legitimately am so happy because this was gonna be my rant and i'm not even kidding i have the article brought up right now to quote it but i legitimately was like ah he's gonna give me schlack because i was all i don't hate tom brady anymore which i don't but this is so annoying <laughs> tom like, this is so annoying. It goes, quote, the rule number is crazy. Literally, guys change their numbers today. I'm playing two guys who had different numbers in the preseason. So, yeah, you've got to watch film and know who you're studying, but so do running backs. They've got to know oh, who to block. No. So does the offensive line. So do the receivers. They're adjusting their routes and their blitzes. And I'm like, Tom, like, what are you doing, man? Like, you legitimately, you legitimately have won, what, seven Super Bowls now, and you're worried that numbers were changed? Like, it's obviously an adjustment, but you're right. You're so right. It's legitimately the silliest thing to be upset about. And for a guy that's never really been that kind of guy in his career where he's, like, complained about stuff in this area or really at all, it's so strange to hear. And, it, it, like, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you ranted about it, too, because it's just annoying. And it's not necessary. Everybody's going to adjust. And it's it's a thing for everybody. Like even if it was, which I don't actually think that it would be that big of a deal. But who am I? I don't play professional sports. But legitimately, even if it is, every other team's got to do it too. So what does it matter? It's not it's not as though somebody else is just getting a random unfair advantage. It's affecting everybody across the board. So yeah. why does so it matter, Tom? Maybe you just have all of your Buccaneer friends change their numbers, Tom. And- confused Dak Prescott on Thursday yeah but right. beyond that what do you mean people change their numbers today that's happened for so long it's uh, remember CJ Spiller's number we have that famous jersey this is 24 right, the 21 the it was wasn't like it? it was 21 and then when they when he finally uh, was like the starter he switched to 28 Devin yeah, Singletary a, did that that's a Devin thing. Singletary was Devin Singletary was 40 throughout the whole preseason <laughs> and then and then switched to 26 once the season started it happens every year just because now there's a couple other numbers that are available to those players doesn't just automatically make it bad Tom I don't know whatever that's we, that was a, there's a pals rant for today <laughs> there we go all right back let's, on the uh, same page. Let's get into some news and notes, huh? Any, anything stuck out to you that you'd want to chat about? Uh, nothing super huge. Obviously, Mark Andrews signed uh, his contract extension, which is exciting. Good for Mark. The tight end of the Baltimore Ravens. He signed a four-year extension worth $56 million. He's a former third-round pick. Uh, obviously, he uh, came on a couple years ago uh, and uh, in a year that you were like, hey, look at watch out for this guy and then he magically came on so that was really cool what is neat about this is i don't think anyone would say that mark andrews is the best tight end in the league uh myself included but he will be technically the highest paid quarter or tight end in this four-year window that's actually pretty crazy yeah i uh i never really i didn't really think about that he still he gets more than travis kelsey yeah, in this, so Kelsey has more money in his guarantee. Obviously, Kelsey's contract is worth more than fifty-six million. But over the course of this contract, in and of itself, Mark Andrews is getting paid more yeah, yearly. Yeah. 
I guess that's Which the I guess is uh, being one up. Yeah, I mean, it's a creative way to to get the guy or your guy that you want to give a contract to that money and and whatnot uh, without signing him to something like a six year ninety million dollar year or contract. So. All right. Yeah. Good for Mark. Good for Mark. That's a maybe that's a little bit of a crush in it. Good for Mark Andrews. He's certainly at this point one of the only targets that Lamar Jackson trusts. So it seems be, that way. It's going to be very valuable. Uh, let's get into some news about the opener in a couple days here. The some injury concerns. Obviously, the big one is Zach Martin uh, still up in the air about whether or not they're going to pl- whether or not Zach will play on Thursday. Uh, obviously, Martin tested positive for COVID last Saturday, uh, prompting the reports that he would miss the season opener this week. But uh, it says that Zach Martin is a fully vaccinated player, so he could return in five days if he has no symptoms and two negative tests. So in theory, he could play Thursday. And in talking about it, McCarthy said that if anyone would be capable of traveling Thursday and still playing, that it would be Zach Martin. So they're still leaving open the option that Zach Martin could play. Um there was also two other injuries of note for this game. Uh, I believe, yes, the Cowboys are expecting their right tackle uh, Collins to play on Thursday. He was in question, and then Chris Godwin was just added to the injury report with a quad injury today. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot going on here uh, for the for the season for the season opener, and uh, this these are these are huge names. This could could. Hugely impact the the game on Thursday. Yeah, it, it really is. Uh, we'll have to see about uh, Zach Martin. Uh, even Jerry Jones said it was quote iffy for that to for him to become cleared and whatnot. Uh, we'll have to really see. It is a possibility. I don't expect to see Zach Martin on the field, which is a blow to the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of Cowboys are coming out and saying that he's the best offensive player, and I don't think that's. Uh, a big stretch to say whatsoever. He's definitely one of the best guards in in the league, so not having him is a big deal. I'm actually worried about Lyle Collins playing, though. I mean, it is... Uh, I forget exactly what the injury was uh, that he uh, experienced. Was it a back injury or a neck injury? It was something it wasn't, that was... It wasn't saying on, the, on this... Uh report that I read it just said they're expecting him to play so but regardless I think that is it's iffy especially with uh your cornerstone I guess I should say one of your cornerstones I think they'd probably still consider Tyron Smith their cornerstone tackle but definitely a young cornerstone in my opinion and if if something were re-aggravate or become worse and you could miss more time I get it. You're playing Tampa Bay. They have a fierce pass rush. You're coming with Dak, who's coming off the broken ankle. But it's I, I, I definitely just cross my fingers that there's nothing that could become worse with that injury with Lyle Collins if if they're slightly rushing it. And I don't – oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just going to shift uh, – share my focus or my, my thoughts on Chris Godwin. Obviously, I haven't learned too much about that. Like you said, that was just announced today. Uh, and it, it's a quad injury, correct? Yes, quad injury. Uh, so obviously with a wide receiver, uh, you don't want to take those kind of hits on your leg. We'll have to see if he can play through that pain. But if there's a team that uh, can afford to sit one of their top key guys, uh, since they have like seven of them, it's probably Tampa. So 
Have you seen... No, that's a really great point. And hopefully it should be a, a great game regardless. Obviously, the return of Dak Prescott, raising the banner for the Bucks. It's Tom Brady's seventh Super Bowl. Going to be his 44-year-old season. It should be, and hopefully will be, fireworks across the board there. Uh, I, I was wondering, have you heard anything and any updates on the whole Carson Wentz situation? Or in the Quentin Nelson? Uh, I haven't heard... I feel like a lot of that took back seat when Carson Wentz uh, was out with covid <laughs> um, right i feel like everything in that regard kind of took the back seat as far as quentin nelson i have not heard a lot uh revolving around him i do know uh last week that uh frank reich said it was going to be a big week for both of them to see if they could play for for the opening but i haven't heard anything since then all right yeah well it's definitely be something to monitor as we go forward any other news and notes that you wanted to bring up before we get into some of our predictions here? No, that was really it. I was just going to bring up that that injury report. I think that's a big deal. And, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll certainly just have to see what uh, rolls out there on Thursday night and, and go from there. Okay, well, uh, yeah, sorry. I My audio kind of cut out there for a second. Um, yeah, so let's let, <laughs> let's get right into it. I, I had a chance to interview our uh, lovingly dubbed Cowboys correspondent earlier, uh, talking about the Cowboys, how he, he's going to be at the game, how, his Super Bowl predictions, uh, got in on, on, on guest picks and stuff like that. So we're going to go ahead and, and go over to that interview right now. All right, folks, now we have our Dallas Cowboy correspondent, lovingly dubbed, back on the show for the first time in a very long time. Uh, obviously, with Josh and I being far apart, it's harder to have guests on the show, but I am here joined by Mike. How are we doing, Mike? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you doing? Awesome, buddy. Awesome. I, I, I was just literally this morning, I was going through double-checking my Sunday ticket stuff, making sure that was all set, and I was like, oh my goodness, like football's in two days i i I'm Four, 48 hours 48 yeah. hours it's awesome so let's just get let's get right into the meat of it man let's let's talk about the dallas cowboys a lot of expectations yeah, coming out i believe that they are the betting favorite right now still it was between them and washington for a while but i think they're still the betting favorite to win so i mean how does that feel like what are your expectations for this team this year so they are the slight betting favorite. The last I checked, I'm going to be putting some money on them uh, soon. I think they were like minus 130, and I think Washington was like minus 110. They were they had very similar odds, uh, which I think is fair in theory, but I think that uh, people who might be thinking about the Cowboys should get on that soon because I think within six, seven weeks, those numbers are going to be dramatically different. So, uh yeah, I, I think this is a runaway division winner. Uh, I really, barring health, I always, you know, after last year, especially now I have to preface barring health, but as long as QB1 is there all season or maybe misses one game, two games, if something, you know, God forbid, if anything happens, uh, but as long as he, if we have a relatively healthy season, I don't think that when the Cowboys and Washington meet for the first time, I think in week 14 or week 13, I think that there will really not be too many stakes in that game by that point, wow, okay. and this will be pre- this will be pretty wrapped up. Because at the end of the day, I pick division winners similarly to kind of how you and Josh seem to pick in your division previews. The best quarterback in each division wins the okay. division. Josh Allen's going to win the division for the for the AFC East. Pat Mahomes is going to win the division for the AFC West. Uh, um, Tom Brady's going to win the division for the NFC South. Uh, 
Dak Prescott is the best quarterback, unless you're taking Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, <laughs> or Jalen Hurts, uh, Dak Prescott is the best. Ryan Tannehill, best uh, quarterback in. He's really like the only quarterback because, I mean, Carson Wentz is not like a legitimate quarterback. So the Colts, the Colts are not even a third. Listen, know, listen, guys, there was, listen. There listen. Wentz is, when, when Wentz is not in your division Wentz, anymore. You don't have to, when, you don't have to get when, on him. When, when Wentz was out and you guys were talking about, like, oh, you like changed your pick, I was like, are we sure that they're not better with Jacob Eason? Oh, um, no. man. But, but, but <laughs> no, no, no. That, 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 was, that was foul. That was that's so last year's news. Uh, my point is the best quarterback in each division wins their division, and as long as Dak Prescott is healthy and upright for majority of the season, they will prevail. And that's not even – that's discounting the, the fact that they also have the best receiving core, uh, should be the best offensive line, again, barring health, and the best running back in the division across the board. Okay. You've got the best offense. I mean, yeah. I don't know how they I, I don't know how they don't uh, you know, run away with it. I know Josh – I know you guys both picked the Cowboys in the division winner. I believe either it was Josh or you that raised concerns about how good Washington's defense will be compared to the Cowboys. I'll hear that. But analytics would say offenses translate every year. Defenses do not necessarily translate. 2018, Cowboys, Cowboys had a top seven defense in 2018. 2019, top 20. Like, why didn't that translate? Because defense – defenses are predicated on the quarterbacks you face. Let me tell you who the Cowboys' first eight quarterbacks that they face are this season. Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. Okay, stressful. Jalen Hurts, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones, rookie Mac Jones, Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater. I expect that when we're around week nine, the Cowboys' defense is going to look like a top 15 defense because they're playing not great offenses and not great quarterbacks. All right, That's yeah. really what it is. That, I mean, those are really, 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 really great points. And I think we, we did mention uh, regression from year to year. I actually think I brought it up on the – fantasy episode that we just posted earlier of when we were talking about defenses and I thought that Washington was a candidate for a little bit of regression so I don't necessarily entirely disagree with you with that but it's a good segue into the defense which is the story right because we Josh and I did think that the the division would be a little bit more contentious than than you seem to feel which is fine I mean a lot of people feel that way too but so the big story is, and a lot of people have said, can Washington's offense be good enough or can Dallas's defense be good enough? And there's a lot of hope for for Dallas with this. The new defensive coordinator coming over, a lot of new pieces, and of course the, the Micah Parsons draft pick that uh, I really, really appreciated you when you texted us and we talked about him to be like, listen, if I have to eat crow for for you know getting all over an off-ball linebacker, that's fine as long as he's fantastic. Uh, so that was pretty fun, but but yeah, I mean, you, you seem to already kind of uh, mention that you feel that they're going to be a lot better, and mentioning the quarterbacks that they will play. Uh, I mean, what are some other like serious reasons that you feel that you know this team's just going to defensively be way better? So I'll start with I, I'm going to have to I, I I the whole time I've hoped that I would have to eat crow about Micah Parsons. I just did not expect that I would. But I think I'm going to. I feel almost very confident in saying that now. I think he is the odds-on favorite, and I think it's a pretty significant margin to be winning the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, most I think likely. that's a good. I think that's a good bet. Um, I think uh, he. I mean, dude, he's a freak athlete. He, I, I know that's what you guys said. He is a freak athlete. You guys, that was your reaction. You guys both loved the pick. I hated it. Uh, I really wanted um, the cornerback uh, Patrick Sertain, the second, or J.C. Horn right. from Denver. Right. Denver and Carolina both passed on Justin Fields. Hilariously, they were like, "We don't need a quarterback." And they went with the cornerbacks that I wanted. They screwed us, but it's okay. We got the trade back. We got extra picks out of it. And we used most of our picks to draft defense. I believe we drafted on of like 11 picks. I think we took eight players in the defense. And I believe yeah. the first five picks were the first four picks. Point. We, we had four top 100 picks on defense. Here's a fun stat about why I really think the defense is going to be better. 
Okay. Of the 11 guys who played between 10% and 40% of defensive snaps in 2020, only two are on the Dallas after 53-man roster. One of them is Randy Gregory. Dorrance Armstrong is the other. Of the other ones, seven of those guys are gone and two are on IR slash PUP. That means that of the 24 contributors to the Dallas defense last year, only 11 to 12 of them are set to contribute at all, and at least four to five of those will be in minor roles at the most. This is not the same defense. Also, reason for the defense looking bad, Zeke had a fumble every 22 touches in the first five weeks of the year. No, no, no. Listen, listen. Zeke had a fumble every 22 touches in the first five weeks of the year. Dak had four interceptions and three fumbles in four and a half games. Between the two of them, that is 12 times that the ball was on the ground to the other team in five games. That is double their career averages. If the offensive turnovers also regress, they will not be putting the defense in precarious situations where opposing offenses only have to go 30 yards. That's like, a, that's they really... Still, they still, they still had an incredible offense, but right. the way in which they hurt their defense with their turnovers that do not happen at all, like usually, they, the, the second half of the year, their defense regressed back to average. They went from being statistically the worst defense in the history of the NFL, and that is not a joke. Through the first eight weeks, they were the worst defense in the history of the NFL. By the end of the year, they were a top 20 defense. I think they were maybe 21, which is not good. But with an offense as explosive, your defense simply just has to be average. No, that's Kansas a- City's defense... Just that, has to be average. That's a great point. Actually, I, I I really love that you honed in on that because I don't think that that's a point that a lot of people are making where everybody was talking about, you know, as long as Dak is healthy and, you know, I think you guys still started one and four with Dak or one and three with Dak or something like no, that. It was, it, was, it was two and three. Right. We, uh, but regardless of the Seahawks, right. Browns, and, and the Rams. We right. Beat the, they, they beat the Giants after Dak went out, but Dak, when he got injured, they had a lead. Well, but, the but again, you're you're right. Like we talked about it on the show about how crazy it was that Zeke seemed to drop it every time he touched the ball, and that there was just all this craziness going on. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that you know, it, it was such a fluky season in a lot of ways for everybody, but especially for the Cowboys and their defense. So I think that. I've run a, I've run the whole rigmarole of the NFC East this this off season because I really wanted to pick Washington because I still have an affinity for Fitz and I really like what that team sure. does and you know it, it's sad when teams are like oh if their quarterback was good in a team like New York where if their quarterback was really good they would be a threat but they're you know nobody knows what Daniel Jones is going to be so it, it is hard to not just be like well Dak's by far the best quarterback we're going to go with Dallas but the more you talk about it the more I definitely am kind of on your side with this one and we also have to uh, you know I, I mentioned the quarterbacks that the opposing defenses face or the opposing yeah the our, our defense face in the first five weeks when we had Dak uh, we faced the Rams offense I don't even want to hear about Jared Goff Sean McVay is a good enough offensive, co- offensive coordinator that Jared Goff like got them to a Super Bowl so that's a great offense then we faced uh, Matt Ryan, who is an MVP. Then we faced Russell Wilson, then Baker Mayfield. And then in the final week, we faced Daniel Jones. And we held them to, I think, 24 points, which, again, not great, but it was much better than giving up 39 to the Browns or giving up uh, 38 to the Falcons. Yep. I mean, we were playing really good quarterbacks. Yep. The back half of the year, we played weaker quarterbacks. The defense improved, and we stopped fumbling and intercepting. We still threw a lot of interceptions. Actually, that's not true. Andy Dalton could not not throw interceptions. But we're not putting the ball on the ground nearly as much, and our defense starts to get some turnover regression in our direction in the back half we had a better defense and if we had had just a simply a competent offense a competent quarterback last year we could have at least won seven eight games no that's you know, a good point it's that's a good point. If, you, if, you've, if you've got a top five quarterback on your roster, you should never not be making. And, and Washington, Washington wins the division with pretty subpar quarterback play. As much as we loved Alex Smith and the story and everything, subpar yeah, quarterback absolutely. play without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. All right, so let's like, uh, 
Let's get into some some picks. We'll do. Let's do picks first, and then Super Bowl because I want that to be the last sure. thing we do. So. Uh, for those of you who are new listeners to the show, whenever we have guests on, we always make them pick uh, both Josh and I's teams and then their own team's game. Uh, so let's start with Josh and I's first, and then we'll cap it off with the Thursday night opener. Uh, so the Packers, I believe, wait, they play the Saints, right? They go on the road to play the yep, Saints. Yep, they're going on to play New Orleans Saints with the new starting quarterback, Jameis Winston. Yeah, uh, so I think that Jameis is actually going to probably perform very well for the Saints this year. I, I, I think Jameis is a very underappreciated in terms of his talent quarterback. Uh, and I just I just think without Michael Thomas, he's I, – I just – I don't know. I cannot in good faith, despite – Sean Payton's a great coordinator. The Packers should win this one, and I think they should win it pretty comfortably by about 10 points. Give me Packers 28-17. to 17. I, right. feel, I feel pretty confident uh, – you know, maybe I will say one underrated storyline to that game: the return of having fans in the um, uh, the Superdome. Oh yeah, I was about to say the Mercedes Benz. That's Atlanta. Uh, the Superdome. The return of fans. That is one of the best places for fans. And recently, with the hurricane, there might be like an emotional uh, element to That's the game that, That's that, that home team could bring. But I just ultimately think new quarterback, mm-hmm. first time they're going into the year without Drew Brees. They will still. They will. It'll be maybe close until the fourth quarter. And I just think. The reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, starting off his swan song, his last dance with the Green Bay Packers, presumably, they will win 28-17. That's my pick there. All right, all right, for sure. And then let's go to my team. Uh, Buffalo's traveling over to Pittsburgh, play the, play the Pittsburgh Steelers in our rematch of a pretty intense Sunday night game that happened late in the season last year. And uh, I actually have a lot of friends going to this game, and I'm really upset that I'm no longer <laughs> in Pittsburgh, but... Sure. Here I am in North Carolina, but yeah, big, uh, big game week one. How do we, th- how do we feel? I did just get back from a vacation in Pittsburgh for Labor Day weekend. It's like so, so much of it's changed and so little it's changed that it's unbelievable. But the one thing that I did still see was wherever you go, people were wearing Steelers, Pirates, and uh, Penguins merch. So yep. great loyal fan base. Love, love the city of Pittsburgh as far as the sports town. But again, I'm going to just like picking a division. Bet, the better quarterback usually wins games. The better quarterback, it's not even close, actually, not even in the same conversation. Josh Allen, he is a top-five quarterback, at worst, top six. The Bills will win. They will win comfortably. And I actually think they might hang it on them. I think it might be like a 31-14 to 14 type of thing. Wow. I think, there, I think there will not be a lot of tension in this game. I, I just don't think the Steelers' <laughs> offense is going to be able to hang with them. I, just, I, will, I don't believe in that offense. I will say I've, I've been pretty – quietly confident about about us all off season and then i watched the first half of our last preseason game where they let uh alan play without digs without some of the weapons right and just like carving them to pieces i was watching this thinking jeez i'm crow if this is what the season looks like i i don't know what it's gonna be (laughs) so so for never have i seen a quarterback never have i seen a quarterback in the history of his career high school college and first two nfl seasons not complete over 60 percent of their passes and then in the following year become a top five quarterback but josh allen is literally the exception of the rule yeah and he has done it he, he is that guy and you guys are lucky to have him he's a good quarterback. He, uh, he gets those fumbles down some of those erratic turnovers that's like a top three quarterback yeah I, I'm, I'm very very excited for this season for sure all right then let's let's cool. cap it off you just told me right off the air before we got on you're going to your team's home home opener all right not home opener obviously they're gonna be in tampa bay because you're down there but yeah, Tampa Bay, the defending champs hosting the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, they will be raising the banner in Tampa. I will be in section like 332, nosebleed seat, but I will get to see 
my home city of Tampa, raise a Super Bowl banner, which is very awesome, and play my Dallas Cowboys. I will say, I've only been to one Cowboys-Bucks game. It was in Dallas. It was my first time going out to Dallas to see a game. The Cowboys did comfortably win that game in 2018 and clinched the spot for the playoffs. But they were playing the, the Jameis Winston-led Buccaneers, very different team. My pick, going to be controversial, obviously, of course. Um, <laughs> I think right now, I think the Bucks, I believe, are eight-point favorites, and I think that that's a canyon in the NFL. I think that, especially when considering the offense that the Cowboys have, uh, I just, if the Bucks win, I think there's no world that it happens in a over-a-touchdown type of thing. I just, I cannot agree with see that. that. I have... I have too much faith in this Cowboys offense. I'll hear that Tom Brady might be able to pick apart this Cowboys defense. Although I will say, Tom Brady, he really does not like defensive players wearing single-digit and uh, lower-digit numbers. Micah Parsons, number 11. He, he might think not. that's a receiver. He might think that might be a receiver out there. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he thinks he it's might Julian little, Edelman or something. He might think that's Julian Edelman. He might get a little stumped. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Jalen Smith's not going to be on the field that much. Micah Parsons, Keanu Neal, he's got experience playing the, the Buccaneers. And our defensive coordinator, Mr. Dan Quinn, He's coached against the Buccaneers for, uh, what, since 2015, 2014? Yeah, it's like four, four or five years, yeah. He has a lot of experience with that personnel. He has experience playing against them last year uh, against the Tom Brady team as well. And uh, I think that there's going to be a come down. The Bucs are going to be maybe smelling themselves, feeling themselves a little bit more. They're raising a banner. They're the winners, defending champs. And, you know, I think that the Cowboys can catch them. I think they're going to huh? get the emotional high. QB1 huh? returns. Dak Prescott yeah. comes back. He has not been there all season. It was a calamity. He gets a full off season. You know, he did. He hasn't been throwing the, for the you know until uh, ten days ago. He had a, like a three week you know vacation with the shoulder, but he's fine. Everybody's fine. Uh, Leal Collins who had a stinger. He's fine. Zach Martin, I think missing him with COVID, uh, that is going to hurt. There's a chance, a slim chance that he can play, but he might just miss it because he had symptoms. He has to go two days without symptoms. Right. But I just think overall, you've got better quarterback. And I, that might be a hot take. Okay. Tom Brady is still Tom Brady's still top six, top seven guy, but he is not he is not what Dak displayed to us when he was on pace to throw for sixty eight hundred yards. Okay. It's gonna be a high it's gonna be a high scoring affair. Yeah. I hope it's it, gonna be a high scoring affair and I think it's I think it's gonna be thirty five thirty one Cowboys with a late game winning drive by Dak Prescott. I and um, I hope it is. I hope that's how I, we kick off the I, season. I would say that uh, C.D. Lamb is going to catch the first touchdown of the NFL season. That like is what's going to happen. I like that. And, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel nervous. I feel uh, worried to possibly go and watch my team week one get blitzed and lose. But I just, I just don't see it. I think this team's going to have some pride and a, and a calmness to them that maybe, maybe that we have not seen in, in quite some time. I'm, All right. I'm very excited. So, hey, I hope it's, yeah. that, I hope it's that half-flying for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, so let's let's just get right into Super Bowl picks. This is our prediction show. Josh and I will give our Super Bowl predictions a little bit later in the show as we get through all those. But oh, I gotta want to say I want to know yours. That's that's unfortunate. <laughs> you have to wait till the episode gets posted. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, okay, I'll give you my my emotional one and then my logical. Okay, one. so Dallas I'm, is in the my Super emotional Bowl. one. <laughs> I think I think no. My emotional one is I think you and I are going to attend a Super Bowl together because I think it's going to be Dallas versus Ooh. Buffalo. I think we're going to get a throwback to the nineties. Oh, that's boy. my emotional pick. That's my emotional pick from my heart. Uh, Can't handle that. I know. I know. I wouldn't be able to handle it either. It'd be tough watching that game with you. Um, but uh, <laughs> that would be my emotional pick. Okay. My my log- my logical pick. I think it will be 
the Dallas Cowboys losing the NFC Championship game one last time to Aaron Rodgers because uh, why not? You know? Why not? We finally get we finally get to the NFC Championship game, but Rodgers beats his former coach. Oh uh, man! What and a story. Um, we, McCarthy goes up to Lambeau where he's you know his old stomping grounds, but he's not able to take uh, not able to take Rodgers. Rodgers gets there one last time, and Rodgers in a swan song beats the Cleveland Browns Ooh, in the Super Bowl. Wow. Rodgers versus the Browns. Okay. The Bills. The Bills are going to beat the Chiefs in the divisional round. I would love team. that. The Bills. The Bills will. The Bills are going to beat the Chiefs in the divisional round. I, I think the Chiefs are going to be great this year. I think the Bills are going to take a step up, and I think for some reason, I think the Browns are really going to put it together this year. I think they showed so much uh, improvement last year, and that was under first year with that coach. I think second year they're going to even take another step. Baker, and I believe, is in a contract year, or he is. He is the last of his class, I think, to get the extension, mm-hmm. besides Josh Rosen, obviously. But I know Lamar <laughs> got it, Josh got it, and uh, who's the other one in that? Oh, Darnold. Well, Darnold, he like, also doesn't count. But of, like, the, the, of the three good quarterbacks in that class, Baker's the one who still is waiting. Right. He's going to prove it this year. He's going to be great. I think they come up short, and I think the Packers win the Super Bowl, beating okay. the Browns in, uh, in a crazy game. But I hope it's Cowboys-Bills. And I hope the Bills miss a, a bad field goal at the very end. Oh, so, my. So, sorry, I love you, but I, <laughs> I, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what Fantastic. I'm for. Well, I was... I've seen the Cowboys lose so many playoff games on made field goals that I need to see them win the Super Bowl on a missed one. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I will say this. If that happens, we'll definitely find a way to watch together. And as yes. depressing and emotional and as it'll be, game, I will I will find you and I will drive out to you or you can come to New York. Yeah, I was going to say. We'll, we'll be watching that game together. We'll watch it together and I – through gritted teeth, we'll be happy if you guys beat us, okay? And I same, same, yeah, I, I'll cry. I will cry first. I will congratulate you, absolutely, and drown myself in liquor after. Well, Mike, <laughs> it's always a pleasure having you on, man. Super pumped about, super pumped about the season. Uh, yeah, uh, is there any, anything else you want to plug or say real quick before we move on? Uh, my last thing is that by the end of the year, C.D. Lamb will be a top five receiver in the NFL. I don't know if I disagree with that, and I certainly know that Mike agrees as well, or that Josh agrees as well. Excuse me. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, you know, that's that's my last hot take. But uh, all right, all it's, right. it's been awesome being on. Can't wait to hear the episode posted. So happy that football's back. Yes. Hope I get to see win week one. Hope we all get to see wins week one. And uh, you know, thanks for having me on. I'm sure I'll be on halfway through the season when the Cowboys yes. defense is like the 28th ranked or something. And I right, absolutely. And we have you have you but, on to defend yourself. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> All right, guys. But, that was our. Uh, thank you so much. That was our Dallas Cowboy correspondent, Mike Mikas. All right, yeah, that was Mike. Well Mikas. said, Mike. Well said. <laughs> that was Mike uh, Mikas, our Dallas Cowboys correspondent. Obviously. Uh, Josh couldn't be on the interview. We're still figuring out with some audio issues, but we will get that fixed for the next time we have some more guests on the show. Uh, if you want to be on the guest on the show, let us know. We'll try to get you on. We'd love to have diversity of, of fans, listeners, and teams as well. But uh, Yeah, let's and get... I can be the one to interview you. Yeah. Maybe you don't have to talk to Adam if you don't want to. So if you just don't want to talk to Adam, don't let there... that be a reason not to come on the show. For sure. There are definitely plenty of people who don't want to talk to me. We know this to be true. So let's get I'm into our... Yeah, and he's forced to every week because it's just how we make magic, folks. All right, let's get into our our predictions here. Let's start right away. So, obviously, we did do our divisional previews, so we already picked our division winners. Uh, I want to go over those real quick and just 
give you well, well i think what we could do is give us a chance to finalize these picks so if you wanted to change anything right now right before the season that's okay uh but i'm gonna run through your division winners and then there's three wild card teams for each uh, each conference. So you did pick the Packers, the Bucks, the 49ers, and the Cowboys in the NFC. And then you yeah. went Bills, Bills, Browns, Colts, and Chiefs in the AFC. Are we still, you still good with those teams? Yeah. As I wrote it down to prep for the show, I still wrote all of those names. I still feel good on them. I will okay. say I highlighted the 49ers because I did have that caveat uh, when we were talking on the show. Uh, that was with Jimmy G starting. And this and is obviously. Is. Uh, it, it is certainly looking that way, although all that Kyle shenanigans that was going on, that was was <laughs> bothering me. Kyle, Kyle shenanigans. I like that. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll have to certainly see. I do believe the 49ers will win the division with veteran leadership at the quarterback position. If not, I think Trey Lance is obviously going to be a really good prospect to come in and and vitalize uh the 49ers if you if you want to use that word but i don't know if that would necessarily mean that they make the playoffs this year okay I'll stick, all right. i'm sticking with them all right and then just to recap mine as well adam went packers rams cowboys falcons and bills browns titans chiefs so the only ones we <laughs> <The> falcons <laughs> yep i did I, I they're still written in there and i still believe listen i actually uh, i had planned on switching it because i wanted to be funny on the episode but I have done such a deep dive on the Falcons in the last month or two. I'm on it. I'm with it, man. I, I, I'm, I'm sticking with it. I might look li like silly, but I also may look like a genius. Who knows? So stick with it. It's on brand for me. I've already been wrong on so many other things. Why not be wrong about this too? So yes, I will lock in those as well. Uh, I, I, I don't. We don't know about the Carson Wentz news, but I'm still sticking yeah, with my, my recall Sorry, for the go Titans. Ahead. No, so I'm you're, just, you're, I, I'm sticking the with it. Titans are the pick. Yep, I'm sticking with the Titans. I'm going to keep okay. them locked in there. Uh, I remember that. when so we, we did that division, you picked Indy, and then the following week you're like, I, I recall. And then I the, did, the next yes. week you were like, I might recall again, but I don't want to recall <laughs> a recall. Okay, so the Titans, you've locked in the Titans. I'm sticking locked in the Titans. So we obviously differ on the Falcons one, but then we also differ with Rams 49ers and then Titans Colts. So we'll see what happens. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's get right into it. Who are your three wild card NFC teams? All right, so this is in no particular order or anything like that as far as seating. Nope. It's just the teams that I think are going to be there. I'm actually going to go NFC West heavy. I I do Ooh, think okay. that your Rams get there, not just okay. not necessarily as the division winner. I also okay. think it, until I'm proven wrong about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, the only year they, they've only missed it, I think, one time since Russell has been there, and it wasn't even a losing season. Uh, so I, I think until I'm proven that Seattle can't do it, and Russ I trust, as I famously like to say. And then okay, for the third yeah, wild absolutely. card, I, I was really having a difficult time with uh, the third wild card. I think there's a lot of teams that very well could be up there. Uh, I will pick one, but there's three that I was struggling to, to say, and that was the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and Ooh. the Washington football team. Wait, okay, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you pick, before you pick, what like what made you put the Falcons on there? Because obviously this means that I might not be as crazy as I sounded on the episode. Well, I don't think you're as crazy. I definitely think you're crazy to say they're going to be the divisional winner. Okay. Uh, I, I think just when looking at their schedule, I think it's fairly favorable just because they had a last place schedule. And we talked about what you what you have to do to become a, a 
uh, worst to first. And I don't think they're necessarily going to get first, but you were talking about strength of schedule and, and the opponents that you're given. That, I think, plays in their favor a little bit. And I'm I, I'm putting a large portion of this on, on Matty Ice uh, to see okay. yeah, some absolutely. veteran leadership come in, uh, a new coach to kind of revitalize and reinvigorate these these players. I still think their defense is a huge question mark. It makes it makes me nervous, but we'll have to see if they can just be a little bit better and in, in closing some things, then I think we could certainly see this team make a turnaround and not have a top five pick again and, and get in that wild card conversation. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so who you, who did you land on though between those ones that you said? Out of those three, I did pick the Washington football team. I know okay. on our fantasy football podcast. Uh, episode last night you were talking about uh, whether or not their defense would really translate to be the vaunted defense that they became last year that's true there is a lot going that could could sway that but I still really trust that defense until I until I see them get just totally blown out of the water and I do expect to see that their offense takes a step forward so I I think they are definitely in the wild card conversation okay all right so in my NFC Obviously, I had the the Falcons winning the division, but I do have the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks missed the playoffs. I don't think the Bucks are going to have as dominant a year as a lot of people seem to think that they do. Will after returning all their starters, that's obviously a plus. They're still going to be a great team, so they will still make the playoffs. I do also have the Seahawks, so I have the Seahawks making it. And then to my last one, mine also came down to a couple of different teams. I did have Carolina in there as well. I do think that they're going to be pretty sneaky good. Um, I have Minnesota in contention and then my other and and then my last one which is the one that i do have making the playoffs uh is the arizona cardinals i okay. i picked i picked the arizona cardinals i think last year to make it when i had my bold prediction that the entire nfc west would make the playoffs because it was the first time that a full division could and i still think that's very much in play that entire division is so good and in my opinion by far away still the best division in in, in the nfl but I just really believe that you know they started six and two. They had that incredible game uh, against against Seattle, that primetime game that was that was nuts. And then after that, they had the crazy game against Buffalo, where DeAndre Hopkins won, won the game on the last catch, and that's when they were they were six and two or seven and two, and they just fell apart at the end of the year and didn't make it into the playoffs based off of tiebreaker scenarios and Chicago backed their way in. So I just really think that this year, another year with Cliff Kingsbury, they revamped some of the skill position players, got some veteran leadership and talent in there, uh, drafted more receiver a lot of people like, and added some defensive talent. Obviously, headlining that is J.J. Watt. I just really think that I believe in Kyler Murray and this offense to be even better this year and the defense to just be good enough. I think it's going to be... I think the NFC's final spot or two is, is going to come down between a couple of surprise teams, um, whereas in the AFC, I think it's the usual suspects for most for most of it. But I think there's these couple of dark horse teams, like a, not a lot of people giving Minnesota a love, but I think Minnesota's going to be tough this year. And we obviously both were kind of on the sleeper Carolina. Uh, the big team, the big teams that aren't on my list that are missing are Washington. I do have Washington missing the playoffs, uh, as well as... Uh, the 49ers. I don't have the 49ers making it making it either, and you obviously have them winning the division. So, I, I, it's a tough seat. It's a tough year. Uh, obviously, what happens every year is we think everybody's got a chance, and then things kind of muddle their way through, and there's always teams that that fall to the wayside. But but those are my three NFC. Yeah. No. Arizona is a great pick. I can definitely see if 
the 49ers falter early on and they do turn it over to Lance, I could definitely see the 49ers sliding in. Because like you said, I think the NFC uh, West is one of the strongest divisions. And if we see three teams represented in, in a seven-team playoff bracket, then I think that absolutely makes sense. So if, if the 49ers falter, I could definitely see Arizona. Definitely not something I disagree with. All right, so let's go over to the AFC here. Josh went Bills, Browns, Colts, Chiefs. I went Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs. Who are your three AFC wild cards? All right, so a wild card that I feel very confident about is the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're going to be there nipping at Cleveland's heels, or those two are going to be battling it out for a a good portion of the season. And if it was flip-flopped where the – uh, excuse me, where the Ravens won the North and Cleveland was a wild card. I think that could make sense. But I'm going to go with the Ravens in the wild card right now. I also have the Tennessee Titans because I think they're too good not to be in the playoffs. Uh, no. Again, it would make a ton of sense if, if this pick was flipped for the winner and the wild card. And then I'm going to go with the, the Miami Dolphins. I feel pretty confident right, that this okay. is going to be a year for them to, to get into the playoffs. So. Okay, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. So I, my, mine looks kind of familiar. There's only one team that's different. So I have Baltimore making it. I have the Dolphins also making it. Uh, obviously, we've we've talked about it plenty of times about how disastrous their final week went. Still winning ten games and and not quite making it in the playoffs. I think they're they're going to be a lot better. We're both on. We're both much higher on Tua than most people are. And then it came down to a lot of things for, for, for this final spot, for sure. Um, I've really, really just kind of fallen off the Colts with all these injury concerns and COVID concerns and things like that. Um, so I'm worried about they them. Definitely but they definitely have a really tough start to the year. Yeah. and they But so they're, they're obviously still – they were in contention for this final spot. Um, I do obviously have talked a lot about the Chargers, really liking the Chargers. Um, sure. I think I think New England's still going to be super tough. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I'm not picking any of those teams. I'm going with a sh- surprise pick, and I think the Denver Broncos are going to make the playoffs. Ooh, okay. I, I, okay. I, I, the more and more I've looked at it, and I know that I talked about uh, – I talked up Drew Locke, and that's, you know, obviously egg on my face for that one. I was wrong. But, you know, he might still play yeah, we're and, both wrong. and look good. But it's fine. I, I still – I just think this team is too good. And I think that if they don't have turnovers and they don't continue to put their defense in precarious situations – it's, this is still a top, at least a top 10 defense, if not possibly top five, especially with the talent and Von Miller coming back healthy as well. And they have so many offensive weapons, obviously adding Javante Williams in the draft, but they've got KJ Hamler. They've got Cortland Sutton coming back. They have Tim Patrick. They have Jerry Judy. They have Noah Fant. Like, they just have too much on this team to not be at least good. And I think they have a pretty decent schedule. I think that they're going to start the year uh, winning three to four out of their first four or five games and have a hot start and just kind of ride that through the year. I think that they will snag this final spot. I think it'll be close with as long as as long as Wentz is healthy and that team kind of gets together, I think that they'll be fighting for the spot as well. Um, and, and New England too. I think it'll be between those three teams to come down to the wire, but I just think that the Broncos are just that much better that much better um although i will not be shocked about new england either i am scared of them once again i just think with the i just think with the rookie quarterback it'll it'll be tough for them yeah i agree that takes them out of my super serious contention a little bit i think you're definitely not wrong to talk about denver denver was a team that we talked about we talked up during uh our preview about them 
I, I am a little weary about Teddy Bridgewater leading in such a strong way. Obviously, Matt Rule is is an offensive-minded guy, and he brought in Joe Brady, who did the amazing things with Joe Burrow a couple years ago, and they, they couldn't get great production from him, so they shipped him away. I'll, I'll be curious to see if, even with all those great weapons, I remember, I can't remember exactly what game it was, but there was a game where Carolina was down and Teddy needed to drive the ball, and it was still just like six, eight-yard passes. It was like, Teddy, you got to push the ball. Yeah, it's tough. So it's tough. Teddy, Teddy won't lose you games, but we have to see, especially in this division, you were talking about the NFC West being tough. The AFC West is pretty darn tough too. So as they're going up against some of that competition, they're, they're going to need to sling the ball to get to just make some miracle things happen sometimes. And I just... Well, I, I want to root for Teddy to do that, but we have to see him do it. For sure, for sure. And, and it comes down to that, without a doubt. Um, should be a lot of fun, though. I think there's a lot of teams that can surprise this year, for sure. Uh, obviously, we, none of us have Pittsburgh. in, and We didn't even mention them in consideration. I know we both talked about a little bit of regression for Pittsburgh. So I'm sorry, Pittsburgh fans. If we're wrong, we're wrong. Uh, but uh, neither of us really riding high on the Pittsburgh train. I will say Mike was kind of disrespectful to them on the show because he said, I think Buffalo's going to win like 38 to 17 or something like that uh, week one. And I was like, well, we'll see what happens. I do think they look really good, but um, I shouldn't say disrespectful. He just doesn't. I think that's going to be a fun game. I hope so, too. All right. So uh, just to recap, Josh has Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Cowboys. Division winners. Then he has the Rams, Seahawks, and the Washington Football Team as his NFC playoff picture. Uh, and then he has Bills, Browns, Colts, Chiefs division winners with the Ravens, Titans, and Dolphins all making it in the wild card. Adam, myself, has Packers, Falcons, Rams, Cowboys, followed by Bucks, Seahawks, and Cardinals in the wild card. And then Bills, Browns, Titans, Chiefs, Ravens, Dolphins, Broncos for the AFC pictures love it so let's get right into mvp most valuable player obviously aka the quarterback award what are we thinking for MVP, the quarterback Mr. award yeah i'm gonna go with some chalk here it's not super creative or original i think it's gonna go back to patty mahomes i think uh uh excuse me kansas city really focused on where they got smacked in the mouth in the super bowl of their offensive line i think they retooled it i think pat mahomes is just going to be frustrated and angry even if he doesn't say it about the loss in the super bowl because i think pat mahomes wants to challenge brady for the best the greatest of all time and that was a big detriment in getting there and so i think he's going to come out and and light the league uh on fire this year i think with some added protection uh, I, I we'll, we'll have to see. He hasn't shown anything less uh, to us in his career, and I, I think he's going to get right back on track with that added protection. You know, we'll have to see. This guy might be a limit. So if I, I didn't go with if I didn't go with Chuck, sorry, I would say uh, a sneaky name. I don't know if it's sneaky, uh, but I think a name to seriously watch could be uh, somebody that you were talking about. And Mike highlighted in his interview, if I, if you told me that correctly, Baker Mayfield is a name to watch. I think they have yep. such a super great team. And if he maybe doesn't light the league on fire, but he controls it really well, then we always have that conversation about what a true MVP is. Is it the guy that puts up stats or is it the guy that makes his team go? Baker Mayfield very well could be that player. Yeah, I and again, we we lament so many times on the show how it's just a quarterback award, and I'd love to come on here and give you a name like Derrick Henry or Christian McCaffrey, but 
most people think running backs don't matter. And then I'd love to give you, you know, wide receiver names like Stefan Diggs or, or Travis Kelsey guys that I think are MVP type players for teams, but just doesn't go that way. And obviously defensive players almost never win it either. Um, so it is going to go to a quarterback. And I will say last year, my bold prediction for the year was that Josh Allen would, would receive uh a couple MVP votes, and he did, and I think this year he wins it. I, I just, I, I've been quietly confident about Buffalo for most of the offseason, and just watching, and I know it was preseason, but just watching that first half of that last preseason game where Diggs wasn't even playing, there were guys that weren't even fully out there, and just seeing how crisp and easy everything looked for for Josh out there, I just really think when everything's going full go and they're out there, he's just going to be just as good if not even better than last year and in reality he had an mvp season last year it just so happened that aaron Rodgers was that good uh that that he won it out so i think that it comes down to the same same old names again i like that you mentioned baker we did talk about baker in our preview episode when we did the north mentioning how good he was in the second half of the year last year but i do think it comes down to a handful of quarterbacks and i just i, I can't overlook how crisp the offense looked and i'm, I'm just really excited for the year yeah, you know, obviously we also, again, keep referring to the episode last night. I, I'm really fascinated to see where we are with the Buffalo Bills. I obviously have them with yeah. the division. I, I'm not saying that they're going to be bad by any stretch of the right. imagination or anything like that. But I, I am really excited to see what this transition into year four for Josh Allen is. Obviously, he received that super huge contract to be paid like $30 every second of his life, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, but we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, obviously, if we, we break it down, the rookie year was, was a little rocky. He was pretty good year two, and then he had this gigantic jump, which is, is really great and good. We'll have to see if it becomes great and amazing and spectacular year in and year out, or if we're going to get that really solid guy that you wouldn't ever want to be gone because you, you want him on your team, but is he necessarily putting up 55 touchdowns a year? So that's something to watch. Uh, I'm excited. I think he definitely has that potential uh, as you add in his, his legs and his scrambling ability. If you cut down on those those turnovers, I think it could definitely be absolutely talked about. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into uh, the other awards. How about Coach of the Year? These should be some fun candidates this year for Coach of the Year. Yeah, Coach of the Year. I'm going to talk about two <laughs> names real quick. So the guy that I officially picked is uh, the – Asterix divisional winner, if you if you want to call it that, and that's Kyle Shanahan that I just complained about earlier. Okay. I think uh, the 49ers were were just a, a wreck of a team. They definitely experienced that Super Bowl hangover last year, but this could be a team they're going to get healthy. They are going to have all sorts of uh, weapons. Brandon Ayu coming back uh, on, although he may be a little bit limited week one. We'll have to see about that, but this is a young coach that I think is talked about and revered as one of the best head coaches. I think he might stamp it this year and win the coach of the year. The other name I wanted to talk about real quick though, my unofficial pick uh, is Brandon Staley over in in LA. I think last year we saw a team, uh, a rookie head coach win the award. I think it could very well happen again. Uh, We'll have to see. I think he comes from a fairly strong pedigree and obviously he has Justin Herbert, who is somebody that just lit the league on fire last year. So I, I think to come in, and it's it's a much improved team, so we could see them perform better. 
it's definitely a name to watch. I will say this. I do think they would have to make the playoffs for them to uh, – for Brandon Staley to win Coach of the Year. Very rarely does it happen where the team doesn't make it and it's Coach of the Year. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, I mentioned them being in consideration, but I could see it. Uh, I am going to go with a rookie coach, and I'm just sticking with the narrative here. This is just assuming all my picks are going to be right, and if the Falcons win the division, then Arthur Smith should be the Coach of the Year. I think that, you know, obviously we have seen – Many times in the NFL, teams go from worst to first, and I mentioned it on on one of our previous episodes that typically when that happens for teams, there's a handful of things that happen, and one of the things is a brand-new head coach uh, that seems to fit with the quarterback and that seems to fit what they, what they want to run over there. And I really think that he's going to help turn that around real quick in, in, in the first year. And, you know, maybe they don't win the division. Maybe it is just uh, – um, a wild card spot, but I do think that they will be in playoff contention. And if they are, and if Matt Ryan's playing that well with with Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley and God knows who coming out of the backfield. Sorry, sorry, Mike Davis. Uh, um, but I do really, really believe that this team can turn it around. So I'm going to say Arthur Smith would end up being coach of the year if that happens. All right. Okay. Let's uh, let's uh, pivot over to defensive player of the year. Obviously, this is in the last handful of years the Aaron Donald Award, but we all we did have uh, T.J. Watt won last year, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald did win again. Oh, was it? Oh, right. Well, wasn't there like a big uproar about about that though that, that it should have been um, uh, T.J. Watt? I think was, some it, people were upset about it, it because uh, T.J.'s stats were a little better. Okay, yes, it was Aaron Donald last year, so that's actually really funny that we said that. Uh, but, yes, obviously it's been the Aaron Donald Award as of late because I think he's won it three or four times now, and uh, T.J. Watt was in consideration for it, but where are we thinking it goes this year? I am not going to go with Aaron Donald on this one. I'm going to go uh, continuing on with the Cleveland Browns train. I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. I think okay. he is a total specimen of a player, and I think obviously Olivier Vernon was not something to uh, hold your nose up at. But we have Jadavion Clowney, and we talked about him during the the preview show. He's uh, not necessarily been showing out the last handful of years, but he's never had somebody like Miles Garrett, and I think Clowney's still somebody that commands attention and I think Miles Garrett's going to take advantage of some lighter attention because of that and I think you know you give Miles Garrett just a little bit less attention and he can light it up because he lights it up with a lot of attention already so I, I expect to see big things as long as he doesn't uh, go smacking anybody with helmets if he's out there I think we can definitely see a defensive player of the year type of year out of Miles Garrett this year I can't remember um I can't remember who we both picked last year, but I feel like one or both of us picked Miles Garrett. Or no, no, no. I, I can't remember. I feel like we both talked about Miles Garrett last year for some reason. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, my defensive player of the year, we just talked about how Aaron Donald's been dominant for a string of seasons. I think we're going to see another dominant name come back up, but it's going to be a name of old. I'm going with the... 2012, 2014, and 2015 Associated Press NFL Defensive Player of the Year, J.J. Watt. I think I think J.J. Watt obviously signed a two-year contract with the Arizona Cardinals, and I obviously picking them to 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 make it to the make it to the playoffs this year. 32 years old. 
I just think that he's going to come to this team and go nuts in terms of sacks. I think he's going to have huge numbers, and I think that the way that the way that this team will play, the speed at which they will play, they're going to put up a ton of points, forcing the other team to be like, yo, we're going to have to pass the ball a lot to win this game, and that will give so many opportunities for J.J. Watt to come off the edge and sack the quarterback, and I just think that he's going to have one of those return-to-form seasons. I think we talked about a couple of times over the last handful of years in Houston how he was playing a lot better than people gave him credit for, uh, especially after a slew of injuries that he has had later in his career, but I think that he's healthy. I think that he's motivated. I think he loves being out there with his new, fresh team, and I think that he's going to have another huge season, and everybody's going to be like, oh, it's not Aaron Donald, oh, but it's J.J. Watt. So it's one of the guys who also had three dominant years in the span of four or five years and one defensive player of the year. J.J. Watt was his fourth defensive player of the year for me. All right, yeah. I mean, I, it would great be great to see him stay out on the field and stay healthy and stay dominant in that way. That'd be a ton of fun. All right, let's get to rookie of the year. There are definitely a lot of a lot of really, really big-name rookies that are coming out. Um this this season and uh very excited for all of them who do we think wins rookie of the year for the nfl this year i think more likely than not to be chalk the answer is trevor lawrence i think he will probably take home the award but i'm not going to talk about that because that's boring Uh, a player (laughs) that i'm really excited to watch i think has already shown a lot of promise in the preseason i'm going to go with uh, those Denver Broncos you were talking about, if, if he does perform to this level, I could definitely see you being right about that. And that is Patrick Sertan, the cornerback okay. from Alabama. I think we could definitely see a really phenomenal year from the young cornerback. And that's a position where we've had a lot of expectations from a lot of young guys the last handful of years, and they haven't necessarily lived up to that billing. I think Patrick Sertan could definitely put his name on the marquee pretty early and could take home some defensive Rookie of the Year awards. And so I think that's definitely a name to watch and someone I'm really excited to see on Sundays. So is that just you saying you think that's defensive player of the year, but you're saying Trevor Lawrence for actual rookie of the year? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think realistically Trevor Lawrence will win rookie of the year, but I, I wanted to shine my spotlight okay. on Patrick Sertan. Okay, I will say this. It has been an offensive award the last four years. Oh, it just went away. The last four four years, it has it was Justin Herbert, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott in the last five years. Uh, you have to go all the way back to shoot. I can't even find. I, I can't even find a defensive player on this list. It's all running backs. <laughs> it's all running backs, receivers, and quarterbacks. Oh my gosh! Wait. Oh, okay. Wait. Hold on. Never mind. That says offensive rookie of the year, and I was like, what in the world is this? Um, Okay, so no, Nick Bosa in 2019 did win Rookie of the Year. So okay, um, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but since 2016, it was Dak Prescott, then Alvin Kamara, then Saquon Barkley, then Nick Bosa, then Justin Herbert. So this one isn't always a quarterback award. And as much as I like Trevor Lawrence, and I talked about him, I don't think any of the rookie quarterbacks are going to have that phenomenal of the year this year. So I do think it will go to uh, an offensive player, and I'm going to go to a player that we took in our draft last last night. Ooh. I'm going to go Jalen Jalen Waddle, the Whoa. Miami wide receiver. I the more and more I have followed, you know, 
all the film study I did about him and I raved about him in our, you know, pre pre draft mock draft episode and episodes before that. Just how much that this team I think wants to get a wide receiver involved in the offense. Devontae Parker has kind of faded away. Preston Williams has been banged up. Obviously he has Gasicki there. Uh Will Fuller is gonna be out for the first portion of the is it two games or is it one it's just, game? It's just one. It's just one game. Uh, but I just really think that Waddle's going to be a go-to guy, his former Alabama teammate, Tua Tagovailoa, yeah. getting his guy. I just I think that he will have a super explosive year. Uh, it'll be the first time a receiver has won Rookie of the Year since 2013 when Keenan Allen did it for the San Diego Chargers at that point in time. But it won't be, you know, obviously it doesn't always go to a quarterback. Um, if it did go to a quarterback, I could see Trevor Lawrence, of course. I just don't know if we'll have that explosive of a year. But I, I really like the possibility of like a long shot pick uh, in Jalen Waddle. Yeah, no, that's definitely cool. And I, de- I defended taking him in, in our draft last night. I think that could definitely make a lot of sense. All right, so let's get into it. Super Bowl picks. What are uh, we doing? Mine's, mine's not exciting at all, so why don't you go first? <laughs> it's not exciting at all. <laughs> I mean, mine's pretty chalky. Okay. So I feel like you read that word in an article recently and you just liked it because you've used it more in this episode than I think you ever have before. Um, but that's fun. So let's... Actually, you, you know what it is, to be totally honest. What? So do you remember a couple weeks ago that I told you that I was accosted by a coworker in my office First of all, yes. he, he did not appreciate that I said accosted, that I accosted him, or he accosted oh, me. Although <laughs> I feel like I didn't, I didn't use that word incorrectly. Anyways, he talked about how I picked chalk division winners, and ever since that, it's stuck in my head. So Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, we both kind of did, but I still feel like that's some, a lot of times that's the way it plays out. Uh, but yeah, so... Listen, I really, really, really want to say the Bills make it to the Super Bowl. I want to so bad. I don't think it happens this year. I do think Allen has that MVP year. Say, but well, very... hopefully not because MVPs lose Super Bowls. I was just going to say very rarely do MVPs make it to the Super Bowl, let alone go all the way and win the Super Bowl. So I don't think that happens. Um, last year, I think I was a year too early on, on a pick. So I'm going to go. With the Los Angeles Rams, I think the Los Angeles Rams make it to the Super Bowl, and I wait, think wait, wait, they... wait, wait, not the Atlanta Falcons. Nope, not the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Who are you? Are you even a I... fan? No, not really. Um, I do think that the Rams and Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, uh, gets his first shot with a team that's fully, fully committed and really, really good and not lacking in almost every area like Detroit was for most of Matt Stafford's career, even though him and Calvin Johnson willed that team to to the playoffs, I think once, maybe twice, I don't know, at least once, I do know that. Um, but I, I think that the Rams and Sean McVay are going to win the Super Bowl, and they're going to win it over, and I really liked Mike's thing, so I'm going the Cleveland Browns. I think that the Rams uh, beat beat the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl this year. I think that uh, Baker Mayfield is in that that contract year. He was played like a top eight quarterback at the last half of the season last year. Uh, They added defensive talent. They get an offensive talent back healthy. I just think these teams are going to be really good, and I think that Baker with that fire will catch fire for the whole team and make it to the Super Bowl. But I think that the Rams and Matt Stafford come away victorious. All right, I like that. So mine is 
my official pick is not that interesting, but I did have something that I do want to hypothetically say in the NFL, if you will. So I have the Green Bay Packers playing the Kansas City Chiefs. I do think that the Matt State LaFleur, Farm Bowl. And, yep, we're going to have uh, uh, Justin Case uh, be the halftime show. Love it. But I do think Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, this very well could be Aaron Rodgers' swan song. Unless they win the Super Bowl, then maybe he'll stay around. But I think they're going to be determined to uh, finally break this NFC championship curse. And, you know, I was saying that I just think Pat Mahomes has an MVP season. I think that offensive line uh, is is definitely going to help solidify some things. I expect a bigger year from last year's first-round running back, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. But I will say I definitely toyed with the idea because I definitely – I have used that word too much today, and I apologize. That's okay. think that the Tennessee Titans, if Ooh, they get okay. there, and we both have them in, in the dance, if they catch fire, I, their defense scares me a little bit, but I think the addition of Julio Jones could take some stress off of that. And that's a team where we always talk about just catching fire at the right time. If they get in there, they, I think they could beat some teams up. That's a really good point, and obviously not that far away. Just a couple of years ago, in their uh, magical run to the to the title game, so I, that's 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 a fun point. So you have the Packers beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, I do have uh, Aaron Rodgers' version of the final dance, which will be on ESPN in a few years, happening. Okay. Yes. All right. Awesome. Uh, so just to recap, Josh went. Patrick Mahomes, MVP, Kyle Shanahan, Coach of the Year, Miles Garrett, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Trevor Lawrence with a Patrick Sertan asterisk, and the Packers beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, having the Chiefs been to three straight Super Bowls and losing the last two. That would be kind of crazy. Uh, I, myself, went with Josh Allen, MVP, Arthur Smith, Coach of the Year, J.J. Watt, Defensive Player of the Year, Jalen Waddle, Rookie of the Year, and the Rams beating the Browns. Oof. All right, we're just that would be rolling. that would be a that would be a cool Super Bowl though. I do think it would be a lot of fun, and like I said, I I I've, I've been on the Rams. Obviously, I picked the did I pick the Rams. Yeah, I said the Rams and the Colts last year. So I was really, you know, I'm I'm just calling it a year too soon on it. Although the year before that, I picked the Packers. So, uh, you know. Eventually, one of these things will get right. But regardless, uh, those are our big season predictions uh, sponsored by, you know, whatever you want it to be sponsored by, NFL.com. Thanks for sponsoring us. Moving wow. on. All right. For the first time this year, it is time for Pals Picks. Oh, yeah. It's great right. to be back. So, Adam, undefeated in the history of Pals Picks. It, you know, there Such may be garbage. some there might be some asterisks over all this. I may never be able to beat you in fantasy football for the rest of my life for real. But <laughs> Pals picks, I got you. I got your number. <laughs> Unbelievable. I think we need a regular season award. <laughs> so yes, let's uh let's get into Pals picks, man. Why don't you go ahead and start? Give me your give me the three games for me. Uh, as the as the victor of Pals picks for another year. Yeah, so I got to choose first. So the first game I have for you is the LA Chargers traveling to take on the Washington football team. Uh, yes, I think this is a really, really uh, fun game. Actually, like week one is always a lot of fun because you don't know what teams are going to show out. You don't know what teams are going to start hot. A lot of them that do don't finish that way. Uh, everybody obviously overreacts after week one. And I think this will be a big emotional game. I think Washington takes the takes the victory home week one. Um, I just think that 
you know, Justin Herbert hasn't played at all in the preseason. I know that some people want to believe that the preseason doesn't matter at all. Uh, I think that it does. And I think that as much as I admire Brandon Staley's strategy of, you know, Justin Herbert's not going to get hurt. Keenan Allen's not going to get hurt. Austin Eckler's not going to get hurt. Derwin James, for crying out loud, isn't going to get hurt. I applaud that. I hope that that pays off for them later in the year. But I think that's really going to hurt them early in the season, not having had some of those live-action game reps. So I think they start off a little rusty. I think Washington wins a close one here. Sure, that makes perfect sense. Go to game number two, the Denver Broncos that you were talking about, challenging uh, for a Wild card spot, traveling to take on the New York football Giants. Yeah, I did say in that segment earlier that I think Denver would start with three to four out of their first four or five. I think they start week one. I, I like a lot of what the Giants have done in the offseason. I just don't quite fully believe in Daniel Jones quite yet. Uh, I think that Denver comes out strong and really kind of shuts down and, and stifles that giant offense that I think will take some time to get into a rhythm with all the new weapons that are out there and obviously some injuries already on that offense i just think that denver's defense swarms a little bit causes some late game turnovers and denver takes the cake all right this is a playoff game for all intents and purposes that for the teams that we were talking about they're not yeah anyways the arizona cardinals traveling to take on the tennessee titans uh, yep, sticking to my sticking to my these are my playoff teams pick here i'm going with the arizona cardinals i think that I really like what the Titans have done, and I obviously picked them to win the division, but I also picked the Cardinals to win, and I think that the Cardinals are going to get beat up a lot in division, and I think that's the reason why they're going to be probably the seventh seed, but I think that they're going to take away a lot of these victories against interconference and other division, uh, other divisions, not their own. I think that, that they might be a little bit worse for wear in their division, but I think a lot of these other games they will take. Um, no, I wouldn't say fairly easily, but I think that they will... Uh, uh, win most of those games so i am going with the cardinals in this one all right there we go you have the washington football team taking down the chargers you took the broncos over the giants and the cardinals over the titans uh one of my favorite things about palace picks is that most more often than not we don't just pick the the high high quality games and the 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 you know highlighted games and stuff like that. I'm giving you one of the fun ones that I think will actually be really cool to watch because they're two bad teams that everybody thinks won't be that great this year. The you know number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence travels to Houston to face the newly started quarterback for Houston Texans, Terod Taylor, uh, and that just mess of a team led by David Culley for in his first first game as a head coach. Who you got? Yeah, we have a, a lot of firsts going on here. Trevor Lawrence's first game, David Culley's first game, Urban Meyer's first game. There's there's a lot of firsts going on here. But I do think, going back to that first guy we mentioned, Trevor Lawrence, he couldn't have asked for a better welcome to the NFL than, than taking on the Texans. I am going to go with the away team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I do like the experience that Urban Meyer brings to, to this game. I trust him a little bit more than I trust David Culley right now. And obviously, Travis uh, Etienne going down hurts a little bit, but they still have James Robinson. I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better than Houston's going to be able to run the ball, which will open up a little bit more for Trevor Lawrence than it would Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, excuse me. And, and a, a key member that was signed in the offseason, uh, Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem? Shaquille? I forget which one is the cornerback. I apologize about that. <laughs> Shaquille but, is the cornerback. 
Shaquille is the corner, so they signed yeah. him in free agency. I think he'll be able to limit Brandon Cooks, who I think is going to be their the Texans' biggest weapon this year okay. uh, for week one as they continue gelling together. So I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars here. All right, all right. Trevor Lawrence starts it off and great with Urban Meyer. Week one win. Uh, then we're going to travel over to the Mercedes-Benz Dome Stadium. The Atlanta Falcons are going to host the Jalen Hurts-led Eagles uh, in the quest for Adams' hopeful correct prediction of division winners. Who we got? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go with saying for week one, your prediction is correct. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons, although I am nervous about it. It's just kind of going back to how I was talking about Atlanta being a fringe wildcard team. I'm going to go with the experience of Matty Ice and getting those young weapons infused of, of Kyle Pitts and, and seeing Calvin Ridley continue to take that ascension to, to being a number one bona fide star wide receiver. I'm going to go with that experience over some of the question marks that are still surrounding the Eagles right now. I think both defenses have a lot of question marks, but like I said, I'm just going to tilt it with the experienced quarterback right now and take the Falcons. Okay, okay, I love it. Yes, it'll be a great start for for the Falcons in there. I do see that game being a little bit better probably than expected because I do like some of the weapons that Philly does, but uh, Good pick. All right, so let's go to the, the third and final pick that I got for you. We've got the Raiders traveling to Baltimore to face the Ravens. I believe this is, yes, this is one of the Monday night. Or no, this is only, oh, there's only one Monday night this year. There's only one I, Monday night this year. I really like the doubleheaders, even though now being a teacher that that sleep schedule would have been awful. But I used, I liked the doubleheaders. But anyway, <laughs> Baltimore and Las Vegas. Actually, I think it's, I think I have that wrong. I think it's in Las Vegas. I believe it is. In it is Vegas. in Las Vegas. Yes, it is in Vegas. So, uh, the Ravens traveling to Vegas to play the Raiders. I'm still going to go with the pseudo home team that you were just dubbing them. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, you know, obviously, they have taken a hit with their running back, J.K. Dobbins, going down, and then Justice Hill going down yesterday. They're auditioning running backs, but even if that were to happen, I don't think they're going to be playing on Monday night because that's like a a one-day turnaround, basically. But I think Lamar Jackson uh, can still do some really great things. We'll have to see. Gus Bradley was hired as the defensive coordinator uh, to take over a defense that has some talent but has not produced necessarily up to that talent level. He certainly has his hands full with with this attack coming in. And, and everyone's down on Lamar Jackson throwing the football, and I totally get it. He hasn't necessarily shown a ton to do so uh, yet. But I, I think this could definitely be a, a breakout year of sorts, if, if you will, because I think, you know, he has Sammy Watkins. And what is Sammy Watkins? It's a week one dominator. So I'm going to go with them getting off with a win, Baltimore Ravens. All right, all right. Just to recap, you went the Jags on the road, the Falcons at home, and the Ravens on the road. So that's uh, Pal's Picks and uh, off and running for the fourth season of Simultaneous Catch. Three victories for Adam Rossi, even though some of it may be some asterisks, but who cares? <laughs> Regardless, uh, before, we, before we move on to Fantasy Corner, we wanted to highlight one game uh, that we didn't have in Pal's Picks. We talked about maybe subbing it in, but we had already we both picked without knowing what the other person was going to pick, and we didn't talk uh, Chiefs Browns, which is another big matchup heading into this heading into this uh, first se- uh, first week of the NFL year, twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. Obviously, a rematch of the divisional round of the playoffs, where Patrick Mahomes went down late in the third, or was it in the fourth quarter? I know it was in the. Second I'm pretty half. sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was late in the third because I'm pretty sure they yeah. had the full quarter. Late in the late in the third quarter, obviously, and then Adam 
slammed 25 bucks on the Browns right away, thinking that it was a slam down win, and it was very, very close. But obviously, the yeah, the so. famous the famous third and 14 where Adam said Chad Henney's not going to run for 14 yards, and he runs for 13 and a half. So I was right. Anyway, yeah, yeah let's talk about this game, man. It's a huge game. It is. You know, talking about about that playoff game last year, uh, the controversy of of the fumble and everything. Obviously, that great ending with the 13-and-a-half-yard Chad Henney run. It, this is this is a definitely a game that has a myriad of storylines. We'll have to see. Cleveland comes out after, once again, having a great offseason, adding some weapons. We'll have to see if it's enough weapons to take down the Kansas City Chiefs, who, even if they lost the Super Bowl, are still very much have the target in the AFC. We'll have to see if the Chiefs experience their own Super Bowl hangover. It very well could start here. This is a really fascinating game to watch. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I think it's a 4.30 game, so I think it'll probably be a highlighted on CBS. Uh, that'll probably be the Tony Romo-Jim Nance game for sure, as I believe they also called it in the divisional round as well. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of big matchups too. Like I said, there's the Buffalo-Pittsburgh matchup that obviously Mike talked about it not being as close, but you know, other people might think it is uh, will also be close. Who knows? But uh, there's a lot of really cool matchups, and like I said, what? It's just that was funny. Yeah, I'm just I'm just a silly person. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm so excited. I don't know if I'll have Sunday tickets, so I might just have to watch the Panthers and listen on the radio for the Bills game. <laughs> um, what, what? But I'm but I'm very excited for Week One. Save I think it should be dollars. a lot of fun. Any other uh, any other games you want to talk about real quick before we move on to our last couple segments? Uh, no, not necessarily. Just, uh, you know, everyone right now is coming in with a perfect record, and that's all you can ask for. All right, so let's move on from Pals Picks. Let's do some Fantasy Corner. We just had our um, draft the other night that was posted earlier, and well, uh, not a ton to talk about, but for those who didn't listen to the show, you want to recap our team for them? Yeah, I sure can do that. Let me pull it up real quick for us. So, Simultaneous Catch, our co-managed team. We have Patrick Mahomes, who fell to the end of the third. We were very shocked by that as our quarterback. Running back suffered a little bit because we did not target that very early because of how the board fell. Uh, but we have Gus Edwards and Damian Harris as our running backs. We have Devontae Adams and Robert Woods as our wide receivers. Travis Kelsey slash Kels, as he said it's actually pronounced. Uh, at tight end, and then we have Juju Smith-Schuster in our flex position, along with our boy Justin Tucker, a kicker, and Carolina Panthers defense going against the New York Jets. I feel I feel really, really good about it. Obviously, we talked about not expecting the board to fall the way that it did with Patrick Mahomes falling to the end of the third round. Kind of nuts. Um, but I really like this team the more that I've thought about it. And obviously, you sent me an article about Brandon Cooks, who I'm very big on. And I just love, you know, we got, I think we got Gus Edwards in the fifth round. So we just, I feel like it's it's a really, really strong team and its, and its areas. And then the areas of weakness being running back has a lot of boom potential. I will say uh, on top of this, I was unaware until last night, but this is also a league median team. So if we beat the league median, we also win a, a game. Yes, I was there. in my first league median league last year, and sometimes I liked it, sometimes I didn't. But for the most part, it was nice to not, you know, go. It, it really, really hurts on the weeks where you go zero and two, where you just have a really bad week. <laughs> um, but then you're just flying high on those weeks when you outscored everybody and you go two and zero. So, 
Um, it is a, it is kind of a fun fun way to play fantasy football. But I especially think with our with our stack of of Kelsey and Mahomes, and then obviously you know having Devonte Adams and Robert Woods as well. I think that those that core four to five players I think will keep us above the median almost every week. Yeah, I I agree. Right now the league median for week one is 127 we are clocked at 137 in projected points right now so we'll we'll see all righty all right so i that's all i have on my schedule i don't know if you have anything else you want to throw in i will say i have that, one cold read okay we have one cold read and i forgot to put the, something else on the rundown which is uh friends fortunes and I think that we could very easily do it by just muting the phone, but we have to give us each other a time limit to do that. We have to like lock Ooh. in a time limit for it. So, but go ahead with your cold read while we. All right. So my cold read is, we just spent our episode picking divisional winners, wild cards, yes. et cetera, et cetera. So those are obviously the teams that we expect to be the upper echelon of the league, if you will. I feel like not necessarily every single year, but. You'll often see a team last year's 49ers where everyone's like, man, they're like the team to beat, and they just totally fell off and and were not a super juggernaut. Out of these teams that we talked about, or it could even be someone that you had as maybe a a fringe team, is there somebody that you could see just that we have high expectations that don't hit that mark at all, and why? Okay, I like that a lot, actually. I... uh... I will say, obviously, like we are both lower on the Steelers, and a lot of people are high on the Steelers, and I think that's just too easy. <laughs> um, I think it's too easy just to pick the Steelers. I will say, uh, this is a really good question. I think you can take a moment. Yeah, no, I, I think if it were going to be a team, and we both have them in the playoffs, I would say the Seahawks, and okay. I, th- I'm thinking the Seahawks in the way that. There was a lot of drama on the offseason. People were – there was this campaign to try to get Russell Wilson into New Orleans. The New Orleans mayor posted a video about it, and it was this really fun thing and all that stuff. And then there were rumors that he – there were three teams that he had listed, and we talked about it like, why would you have teams listed if it wasn't something you were seriously considered? Um, and it was weird because the Raiders were on the list, and we were like, why the Raiders? And all this <laughs> stuff. So, so – and then there was Chicago was in there, New Orleans. It was just this crazy thing. And so I think that the drama of that, of losing their offensive coordinator, of this constant battle between Pete Carroll wanting to pound the rock and Russell Wilson wanted to say, I'm clearly the best player on this team and I'm a top five player in the league. You Just give me the ball. And just this constant battle between that and Russ wanting to be protected. I think that, you know, there's this weird ecosystem in Seattle right now that just works because Russell's just that good. Um, and Pete Carroll is a pretty good coach. I just think that... If, if there was a team that everybody is just like, okay, the Seahawks are going to show up. They're going to be good. If, if there was a team that I could see, oh, wait, they're really not as good as we thought we were, I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if it were Seattle. All right. Yeah, that's totally fair and valid. Was there, I w- hope was not. There, was there a team in your head when, when you asked that question? No, not necessarily. Uh, it was something that I, I thought of, and I think maybe I wanted to ask you because I didn't have an answer. I'll just say I hope it's not Seattle because I feel like there's almost – never anything as fun as Seattle primetime games in the NFL. That's true. They're always awesome. So <laughs> I, I certainly hope. I mean, they can still be good, but maybe they lose. So, All right. Awesome. So that was Cold Reads, and all I have left is Friends Fortune. You got anything else before we want to do that? No, that is right. what I have. Okay, cool. So we uh, 
this is doable. Actually, this might be the the even better than one of us running to the other room because the timing won't be off. <laughs> so I will say, so on your on your phone right now, um, when I when I say okay, I'm gonna click mute on my phone for exactly sixty seconds, and then you can unmute it. Okay, or then I will unmute it. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I just want to make sure. I think when you mute a phone, you turn. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So when I click mute, you won't hear me, but my audio okay. will still be picked up on the on the on the speaker. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna hit. I'm and hitting. How long mute. am I waiting? Sixty seconds. So as soon as I hit mute, looking at the timer on the um on the on our phone call. Gotcha. Just go okay. sixty seconds. Okay. Yeah. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go right now. All right. Friends fortune starting off the year. Josh always crushes me on these and it sucks. So I actually do see Can you hear me? Oh, I thought he started laughing. I thought he could hear me. So I'm gonna say that the Pittsburgh Buffalo game will be a great game. I think it'll be a high flying one. I think defenses always start the year slow. As much as I think Buffalo's defense will be very good uh, by the end of the year, I think they start off slow. So I think this is a shootout. So I'm going to say that both Josh Allen and Big Ben go for four total, at least four total touchdowns each in a shootout in Pittsburgh in a Buffalo victory. So that's Josh Allen four or more total touchdowns and Big Ben Roethlisberger four or more total touchdowns. So you laughed halfway through that. I wasn't sure if you heard me. Uh, I didn't. I did laugh halfway through because you said you were going to go on go and then I heard I'm going to ready and I was like what's happening? (laughs) Well at least we know it worked. Um, Well it's so funny in the middle of the friend's fortune it literally is me going oh I think he heard me because the audio will be laughing but um, I also realized that it doesn't have to be 60 seconds because you control the mute. So it's like this is even a more foolproof way to do it. So just unmute yourself when you're done. We're crushing it. All right. All right. Go I'm, ahead. I'm actually going to go on go. All right. <laughs> Three, two, go. I All love right, Josh. So Lapping. here we go. Uh, thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Is that your friend fortune that you just love me? Anyway, I'm going to stop wasting time. I'm going to say that I expect this year – to have defenses rule the roost a little bit more. We've seen so much come in with offense and high-scoring football. I think week one, Adam talked about how some starters weren't playing in in, in a lot of games across the league. Uh, The Falcons were one. Justin Herbert we were talking about with the Chargers. I think we're going to have to see a lot more slower-scoring games. I think we are going to see at least – 10 teams not score more than 21 points or three touchdowns in week one of the NFL. Okay. Listen, I am by far not an unintelligent person, but I am so ditzy sometimes. I literally was like, I'm going to say I love Josh Lopping. He's not going to hear it until we listen. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not the muted one, you dummy. <laughs> I, I did hear you say that, which was super nice. <laughs> Stupid. Regardless. We're back, man. We're Here back. We go. NFL oh, football's back. So excited. Uh, anything else you want to say, bud, before we before I sign give our little sign off here? You know, like I said, everybody, right now we are on Tuesday, September seventh. Everyone's team is undefeated right now, so enjoy that because come Sunday, half our teams are not going to be undefeated anymore. So enjoy it while we can. Enjoy that football's back. Continue being safe and doing all of that jazz. Respect people, smile at people often. Be a great person. 
Absolutely. Welcome back to season four of Simultaneous Catch, folks. Uh, make sure you check out our fantasy draft episode that was posted earlier. Uh, this will be posted within a couple of hours, so you'll have a full day and a half before opening night on Thursday Night Football. Uh, make sure you check out our Instagram account at Simultaneous Catch. Thanks for listening. God bless. <laughs>